Hello and welcome to another episode of I Know I Love, the podcast where I, Kevin, talk about all of the things that I know that I love in the world of entertainment, ranging from movies to television shows to forms of music and, of course, video games. Um, last, or Actually, it's been about two weeks since um, my last episode. Um, the reason was I was basically ahead in January, um, and so I had to take a week off in order to end the month with four total episodes um because i like to do four for some reason so that's just what i like um so anyway um that is why this week's episode is just a week late so to speak um and so we're going to be getting into film again finally it's been a long time since we talked about film and um i'm really excited to talk about the film that we're talking about today because um it's actually one of my favorite i mean i would say at least probably my top five like animated films of all time it is not a Disney film, also, which makes it a little more interesting. It is a film that I grew up with as a child that um, I will explain as we go on. And it really sticks with me like throughout my life, through very different you know sections of my life as well. And I just find it to be a very just groundbreaking film in its simplicity, which makes it really, you know, so amazing and why I know I love it. So that is the film, A Boy Named Charlie Brown. So A Boy Named Charlie Brown is actually the first feature film based on the Peanuts comics. The film came out itself in 1969. I was not around at that time. <laughs> I'm an 80s baby. And so I probably didn't see this film until probably 1990, 1991, 92-ish time. I was very, very young, but I remember um, watching it very young, and it was just a film that, like, I loved watching, like, all the time, whenever, and it just, something about it just was so relatable, especially as I got older, and um, I just, something, the message of the film just kind of spoke to me personally for a lot of reasons, and it's just a really great film overall. It's very simple, and so... I just some backstory here. So I'm actually a really big fan of Peanuts and like the Charlie Brown characters and just the animation of Charlie Brown, the characters of Charlie Brown. Uh, I find them to be very um, clever um, for just like children's characters and there's nothing flashy about them and, and there's nothing like in your face and just like loud and obnoxious or anything. I mean, it's just very, um, an ex just a very accessible, but also intricate type of um you know story for the peanuts gang i guess the backstory of this film just so just a quick just a quick summary um so again the film came out in 1969 and it was directed by bill mendelson and it was again like i said the first film based on the peanuts character first feature film based on the peanuts comics and so the story essentially is about of course charlie brown the star of peanuts um, and he is having some issues with feeling like, you know, he just feels like he never wins anything and, and everything he seems to try just seems to fall through his fingers. He's, he just feels like he's not good at anything. And he, this is a struggle for him as it is with any child. Uh, and he just doesn't know what to do with it. And everyone around him, all of his friends or even the kids that aren't his friends, especially seem to just have no issues themselves and it just seems to be him that just it's like him against the world like everything is a struggle for him he can't ever win it's like he has to try a hundred times harder than anybody else to, to not even get half as far 
and he's like over it. And so one day um, they're doing a spelling bee at his school and basically this like whole musical number by the kids that are making fun of him because they're like, oh yeah, go ahead, Charlie Brown, like go ahead and volunteer and you know, see how you do with the spelling bee. And so of course he starts freaking out, but then Linus is like, well actually Charlie Brown, like, you know, you could do it. And like, then you just, you can show him and, and, and like show that you are good at something. And Charlie Brown's like, you know what? He's like so determined. He's like, yep, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna prove them wrong, and I'm, I'm okay at spelling. I can do this. And so he then um, gets back to class. They call the teacher calls him up when they're like, you know, wah 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 wah. If you know Charlie Brown, that's like the, the voice of the teacher has this sort of like trombone, um, <laughs> voice for some reason. And so he gets called up to the front of the class. He is not excited to participate in this class spelling bee at all. He wants nothing to do with it, but his teacher is making him do it. So what are you going to do? And he spells some words and then he realizes, wow, I'm like in the, I'm the last two. Okay. Like there's no way they're going to spell like this word wrong. I'm totally going to lose and then embarrass myself. So lo and behold, the um, other kid gets their, their word wrong that they're trying to spell. And Charlie Brown wins the class spelling bee. So he's super excited. He didn't prepare anything for this. Like he just is excited to finally be on top and and be somewhat recognized for having some skill by his peers, and 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 that feels good and motivating to him to have that. So throughout the the uh, you know day of just excitement and celebration that he experiences by achieving this goal, he then learns that it actually does not stop at the class spelling bee, and he's now going on to like sort of the fight, like the almost like the state finals basically. And so of course Charlie Brown, being Charlie Brown, freaks out, and then all of the self doubt comes flooding back in, and. The, the story, the movie is just simply about like him having to go to the spelling bee and, you know, his best friend Linus being there to support him along the way. But other kids, you know, sort of putting all this pressure on him. Um, even his dog is kind of a little bit pressury. <laughs> Snoopy is kind of pressury for him as well. And, you know, it's just kind of things playing out and, and seeing how Charlie Brown does. And at the end of the day, you know, he just learns, um, you know, lessons about just being yourself of course and also just letting things just happen as they will and not and not letting um people's sort of opinions um make you feel any kind of way and that you know you are able to enjoy life you know um and if you can find the good in it and that's pretty much the gist of the story and so when i came across this film like i said i was probably it had to be like 1990 like i was probably like six or seven i imagine and um, my mom used to record a lot of uh, films just like off TV and stuff like just for us like on VHS tape, you know, so we'd have them and uh, you could pop them in the VCR, you know, whenever we felt like it. So that was always nice to have a wide variety of films from from that in that way. And Charlie Brown was one, a boy named Charlie Brown was one that I just probably ran through the VCR watching it like a million times, like just over the years. Um, it became kind of a staple to watch it like at least a couple times out of the year. And I, I, a lot of the time it would be sort of when I, I don't know, when I felt like a little unmotivated or kind of like just uninspired or just feeling kind of like meh, just in general with school or whatever, that is when I often found my t myself um, wanting to watch this film. And, and there's times today even as an adult <laughs> um, in my 30s that, 
I feel sometimes the same way. And I'm like, oh, like it's on Hulu. Let me go watch that or something like that. So, And so some standout components for a boy named Charlie Brown. So what is the deal with this film? Why is it so important to me? Why do I feel like it's so important? Why do I feel like it's definitely one that I think society should check out um, in all ages? So the genre itself, um, I guess, could be described as kind of a musical comedy. It's not your like standard Disney film musical where there's like constant singing, but there are a couple musical numbers that are really super catchy um, in the film. And then other than that, it just has like a really catchy score throughout the film. But it's it's mostly like a comedy slash drama because a lot of um, Charlie Brown's issues are very just dramatic in nature and very relatable in nature. They're played out in comedic ways by, you know, with the other characters and, and also Charlie Brown himself. And we just kind of watch everything play out as it will. So I think the genre being what it is, that's a huge standout component for me because I hadn't seen a film like this at the time when I, when it came out, like, or when I rather discovered it. I love Disney. I love Disney films and animation of Disney and, and you know, other companies of Dis- of animation. But... I had not seen a film like this where it was it wasn't super cutesy it wasn't um very like there was there's not really any action in this film at all like in a boy named Charlie Brown I would say there's literally no action sequences at all the film itself in nature is it's a very um subtle film it's a very like it kind of reveals itself very like just slowly and it takes its time and you know, in most, in your standard animated film that is, you know, aged at a certain demographic of children, it's, you're going to get like sort of hit over the head with like comedy and loud noises and um, lots of um, just very over the top things happening. And this film doesn't really have any of those things. It's actually like the polar opposite. It's not a serious film, but it's a very dry sense of humored film. I would, I believe it to be. Another standout component that I think A Boy Named Charlie Brown has that I think is a challenge nowadays for animation films is the voice acting. The voice acting, and I think the the original Peanuts um, gang in like the films or or even the shows that that Charlie Brown had come out with, they comprise of some of, I think, the best voice acting like ever in animation because they didn't pick voice uh, voice actors that had... It wasn't about being cutesy. It wasn't about being like, oh, like, you know, like the kid is like so cute for this, you know, reason they they must have cast him because he has like a really cute voice. They picked voices of children that just sound like regular kids, you know, and that makes Peanuts, anything Peanuts film wise, it makes it much more, all the more believable and just more realistic. And and I think it makes kids, um, it, it gives kids the chance to really sound more clever um, and the stories that play out and, and the genre of, of Peanuts and Charlie Brown and everything. Um, but especially in A Boy Named Charlie Brown, it the voice acting is like spot on. The jokes hit really hard. And some of the um, jokes, they really play out in a way that um, it just it, it's like the perfect vocal delivery um, for acting. And just the, the way that the cast of characters or that the, act, the actors themselves um, that portray the, the characters... The way that they deliver the lines and the way that they deliver the jokes and just the inflections and sort of the nature, um, the tone overall, and it's these are really important things to like really hit animation in general. 
Um, but it's really hard to do, I think, with kids just because, you know, they're not obviously as trained as like an adult, for example, to to do voice acting. And so when it occurs really well, it's very noticeable because um, it just makes it so much more clever um, as a as a as a story goes. I do think that the, A Boy Named Charlie Brown um, has some of the best voice acting. I mean, I, I think actually Recess is one uh, is was actually my first episode I'd ever done for this podcast. And I think Recess probably was one of the last um, animation like, you know, shows slash movies, whatever for kids that I feel like um, has really solid voice acting for by mostly children actors was was again Recess. But Getting back to a boy named Charlie Brown, um, the last thing I think, well, one of the last things is the standout components would be that it, like I said, it doesn't, it's a very not in your face uh, film. It's it's very, like when you watch it, like I used to, like as I've mentioned before, I, I was um, a, a teacher at one point teaching middle school and sometimes I would even show this film like if we had like an off day or something. And every time I showed it um, to some current modern audiences of, of like middle school kids, they were just immediately drawn in because it's so different in tone. It doesn't have like the flashes, the bells and the whistles of, of your typical modern animated film today. It's very like slow and not in a bad way. It's not like, okay, when is this going to get over with? You, as soon as the actors start talking to each other and the dialogue that they have between one another and the vocabulary that they use, they don't dumb it down just because the story is about kids and the story is about kid characters. They maintain a level of maturity and they maintain a level of like sort of classiness and very like clever writing that that you'll hear sort of jokes and commentary on things in a way that is so different than anything you you probably have heard before. And of course, yes, this came out, you know, in 1969, but even then, I mean, there was still like a lot of animation that had all those other things I've mentioned before. And this kind of went against that completely against it in nature and went for something just more, um, just more demanding of attention, I think, more different and um, just a more original overall. And I think that capability that a boy named Charlie Brown has um, is very different. And, and I think even in um, one of the things that's kind of disappointing, but in a lot of even current Peanuts films, like I'd say anything that came out like after 95-ish, um, most of the time, I'm not super impressed with a lot of the Peanuts films that come out because they've started to cast um, more, just more just it's a sort of type of, of child actor that they seem to cast. And like the voices of the characters now, I just don't think, I mean, though they're done well, of course, because they're, you know, voice acting in general is a difficult thing. Um, I don't find like they, they match the characters as well as they did for this particular feature film. And so I find myself af more often going back to old um, Charlie Brown series and films and things like this just because I think they're better. I think the acting is better and I think the storylines are better as well. They're not gimmicky like some of the newer ones are. So yeah. And so just to kind of recap everything here, um, overall what makes this uh, film so great is I feel like it has a very relatable story. I mentioned before, you know, I... I discovered this film at a very young age 
And it just, to me, spoke to me because of the fact that Charlie Brown in general, I think, is a very relatable character. I mean, he can be at times very pathetic and like down on himself and his own worst enemy, but we all can be that, I think, at times. And I think when he sort of has his rough days at school, I mean, there's not one person, I think, in the world that can't relate to feeling the way that Charlie Brown expresses in this film and feeling like, you know, what's the point because um, I'm not good at anything and how am I going to, you know, do this? And I, like, it's not because he's not about impressing anyone else. That's not really what Charlie Brown is after. He just wants to feel like he can accomplish something. And it and, and the thing that he ends up being able to accomplish ends up being something that he, he wasn't really trying. He just was naturally good at it. And so he kind of learns that lesson there as well. Um, just about sometimes you're just naturally good at stuff. And so I find the relatable nature that it has to like every type of person. I think that this film really has a relatable nature to it. That is so not something I've seen in an animation film. I don't typically see it in, in a lot of current films. I'll say that. Um, I do also think that this film has probably one of the best lines in any film like ever. Like it's probably one of my top five like lines ever in a film. Um, so there's a situation where Charlie Brown is kind of down on his luck. He's feeling disappointed. And of course he has his loyal best friend Linus, um, that comes by to check up on him and he, Charlie Brown's just not feeling great, whatever. And he basically has a conversation with Linus about like, he just doesn't feel like getting out of bed. He doesn't want to like open the shades. He doesn't, he just wants to stay and be miserable and wallow in self misery and self pity. But Linus goes on to acknowledge that, okay, like you feel this way, Charlie Brown. And that is completely understandable that you feel all these heavy feelings and like you're feeling miserable and super depressed. And like, it's, it's okay to have these feelings. Like there's, it's completely understandable to anyone but then as he's leaving linus makes a comment and he says best line you know but did you notice something charlie brown and charlie brown's like what and he's like the world didn't come to an end and then he like shuts the door and leaves and charlie brown's just laying there like he doesn't say anything he's just like staring off like okay that's true <laughs> and so just that very subtle line like the world didn't come to an end that is such that's a line that like i think as a kid i completely understood like what linus meant and even as an adult i think it's some one of the most true things to understand and and it's a, a really just really cool lesson to get from like such a simple film like this in that you know you're you're gonna have ups and downs in life all the time and sometimes it feels like you're having more downs than anything but at the end of the day you know the world's still going to keep going and the world's still going to keep moving. And so you might as well get back up and keep going yourself. And I love that aspect that, you know, Linus lays out for Charlie Brown and that they deliver so briefly. It's such a brief um, line. It kind of sneaks up on you. And when it hits you, it's like, whoa, like we feel as impacted as Charlie Brown feels um, after hearing it. The last thing that I think um, just to sort of cap everything here of what makes a boy named Charlie Brown so great is I really feel like it's one of those films that just stands the test of time. A lot of the films I talk about on this podcast um, have that quality, but that this film is so simple. It's, you know, a movie pretty much made for kids, but it's also something that I like, think a lot of adults can learn from or carry with them throughout their lives as well, because there's so many lessons packed into this simple story that just really sneak up on you. And, and they're, they're concepts and ideas that, 
really can fit into any part of anybody's life because they're so relatable in nature and it's timeless with that quality. I mean, even though this film, like I said, is from 1969, it's not about like the scenes or like this, the sort of environments that these kids are in and like the types of clothes they wear or whatever, but it's really, it just comes down to the story that makes it so timeless overall. And so I just love this film and I just, it's one of those films that like I've been dying to talk about for a really long time um, on this podcast. So I'm glad I got the chance to do so. And again, if you have not seen this film, please check it out. I mean, I think it's usually on like Hulu at least or something um, streaming somewhere, but it is totally worth watching. It's not flashy. It's not super action. It's just a really solid story. That's a very good and a good natured and, and really good, uh, warm hearted film. And that is why I know that I love it. And so that is going to wrap up, uh, episode 19 here on the podcast. And until next week, thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to the I Know I Love podcast. If you like what you heard, please follow me, Kevin Craddock, on Instagram at I Know I Love Podcast. Here you can find current information and links to future episodes as they are produced. Thanks again for listening.